hey, Bamers, what's going on? Hey, today on the show, going to go over the weekend, talk about the changes to BAM we announced last week. We're going to go over uh, all the news going on, all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to talk about uh, Rambo, some of the things coming out about that, and uh, we're going to go through my checkout list, and I haven't got some homework for you. But before that, let's get it started. Well, happy Monday to everybody. Happy first day of fall. I am very excited about fall. You know why? Because I live in Texas. It's so stinking hot here during the summer. It's like your face is melting off. Everybody loves the outdoors, they say, until summer hits here. And I spend more time indoors here during the summer than I do in the wintertime. It's crazy. I can't get my kids to go outside. They just, they walk outside and they're like, uh, no, this is, and what are you going to do? You know? I can't threaten to beat them, <laughs> or I could, I could get in trouble. Uh, it's like, they no bribe works. I offer them money, and they're like, all right, and they'll go outside for five minutes. Those first five beads of sweat will come up, and they start whining. When can we come back in? It's not worth the money, I'm telling you. So summer is almost over. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about the weekend, too. I had a good weekend. How about you guys? We have a good weekend? I'm rested. Ready to go. My 49ers are 3-0, and baby. We, uh, we looked like we were trying to give it away. There were five turnovers, but we did it. We pulled it off. Beat the Steelers with their backup QB. I'm not sure exactly how excited I am supposed to be about that. But you know what? It's, it's a win, and that's what matters. And I won my fantasy league because I know you guys care. And uh, <laughs> well, Actually, I'm in two fantasy leagues. The band moderators know I'm not doing too good in theirs, but uh, in the fantasy league I've been running for eight years, I'm 3-0, and and it's looking good. It's looking hot, hot to trot ahead of time. So it's a good weekend, lots of rest, lots of catching up, TV, movies, family time, video games. It's the kind of weekend every, every geek loves. Good coffee. I drink good coffee this weekend. And that, that always goes a long way, am I right? So... Well, let's get started here. First, I know you guys are all thinking about this. It's been all the buzz, all the noise. And that is, what on earth happened Thursday night? So, I hope you all uh, tuned in Thursday night for the event. The BAM event of all events. I'm not going to say to end all events because we're going to have more in the future and hopefully bigger and better each time. But this one was a seminal moment. It was the moment when everything changed. And it was awesome. You guys showed up in droves. As of right now, I think 19,000 people have checked out the video. That is astounding, guys. We are just floored by your support. Adam and I can just not believe what you guys have done for us. Our moderators were just blown away. Uh, everybody else helping behind the scenes. Just, man, it, it went better than expected. And that, that is awesome. That's all you asked for. So uh, in case you missed it, you can go check that out. We got it posted on YouTube, and we got it posted on our Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, it's actually pinned at the top right now, the replay of the live event, and you're going to want to watch that if you want to know what's going on with BAM. I'm just going to give a recap real quick. We're moving to Austin. 
We're super excited about that. It's going to improve our shipping. It's going to improve everything as far as uh, uh, contacts we make and uh, working in not only the entertainment industry, but also uh, with product. And it's just going to be awesome, guys. We cannot wait to get to Austin. Austin, uh, as most of you know, it's the second, um, it's like the second Silicon Valley right now. Facebook, Google are there. So major tech city right now. And then as far as entertainment goes, it's like, it's like the second Hollywood and in overall entertainment, you'd probably put a third behind Los Angeles and New York. And so for a company like ours, you just can't, you cannot choose a better location. And so we're, we're really thankful. It's only two hours away from here. So we're changing our lives, but not super duper drastically. It's going to be good for our families. It's going to be good for the company for sure, which means it's going to be good for you guys, all you fans out there and uh, supporters. So we are, we are thrilled about that. And then we talked about capping the boxes. Guys, uh, I, I especially am excited about this because as a collector, when you want some, you want it to be, you know, uh, exclusive. You want to feel like you're a part of something, but you also want to feel like you're in on something. And this will really uh, take that up a notch. It'll make the value of everything more because it's going to be even more limited than ever. Pop and pop culture and horror boxes, both at $2,500 a piece. That's just, we're super excited about that. And what it enables us to do, this will give us full control over the boxes in a way we've never had before, which means better boxes, quite frankly. And I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. Obviously, the drop, we announced the drop. We dropped the drop. And that's, uh, man, that, that box is going to be so fun. My kids can't stop talking about it. They want it already. They want to try the food. They want the toys. They want... They want it all. And there's so much more on there, guys. You got to check it out. So, yeah, if if you're wondering, if you're first time tuning in here, I'm talking about the BAM box and the drop box. Uh, we are all part of the, the Bloof LLC. This this podcast is sponsored by BAM box. And I am uh, Paul Christmas. I'm one of the heads runners of BAM box. I'm the operations manager. And I work with closely with Adam, who's the founder and owner of Bambox. And so just super excited to be here. It's a super exciting time. And if you want to check out those boxes, go to www.thebambox.com to check out the pop culture or uh, horror box. And by the way, you got to get in because once those 2,500 spots are taken, ain't nobody getting in. Ain't nobody getting in. They're going on a waiting list and then going to have to wait. And... <laughs> But it's exciting. And then the Dropbox, the first one will drop in November, but you can order it now. Get in on that early and be one of the first to get the drop. Super exciting stuff, guys. So anyways, with all that, with Thursday night's event, we are moving forward. Uh, the offices are buzzing this morning. There's so much good stuff going on. We got so much amazing feedback from that, that live. It was absolutely mind-blowing. My favorite part is we got some really cool stories. We got stories of how the BAM community brought long-lost brothers back together. We had a story about a guy proposing to his wife because of the BAM community that he's been a part of and, and doing it with BAM. It's just it's awesome. It is so cool what you guys have taken and run because we didn't start the community. We just, we just made it possible. And then you guys took it to a whole nother level. You've made BAM something beyond what we ever could have thought and it is better than we ever could have thought it's so special and these stories they really change our lives we have people writing in about military stuff and 
and just how Bam has given them hope. And it's amazing. These stories are amazing. And if you want to send those in, please send them in to me. I, I do. I, I write a blog every week. And part of that blog is putting your guys' stories in there so that everybody can see that Bam is more than a box. And so, uh, yeah, you're listening to the BAMcast, and that's you. you got a story to tell. Go ahead and write into us. Put it just right into Facebook, and we will get uh, – or Instagram or Twitter, wherever you want. You can message us on the social media networks and just get a hold of us and tell us your story because we want to know. So having said all that, let's move on to the news. There's so much going on this week. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, are about to enter a world of darkness, a world where life and death are meaningless, and pain is God. Woo! Hey, well, let's go. Yeah. So today I woke up and uh, got to the office, got on Twitter, and one of the first things I saw was that Sid Haig had passed away. Now this. You know, it's it's always a bummer when a big celebrity dies because, uh, you know, I, so I'll say that I have uh, people in my family, friends, that they don't understand why it matters, you know. Um, but here's the truth. If you're a celebrity, you've touched a lot of lives, uh, <laughs> negatively or positively, but usually mostly positively because it's it entertaining us. And and the thing is, when you when you do that, when you entertain people for a living, bring smiles to their faces, uh, give them memories. You're, you're, you, there's this natural thing that feels like they're, you know them in some way, and they're a part of your life. So I'm not one of those who, who make fun of or, or look down upon when a celebrity dies and it matters to people. The truth is it does. I remember when uh, I was 11, John Candy passed away, and that was the first time it like hit me that, ouch, this can actually sting. And I loved John Candy at that age, man. I was all into Cool Runnings was like my favorite movie for a couple years. I loved uh, Uncle Buck. And the truth, I just would see him everywhere and always loved the guy. And so that was the first time a celebrity uh, death really impacted me. And then the next biggest one is probably Robin Williams. But so today I wake up and Sid Haig died. And um, the truth is I, you know, make a whore box for a living. And whore's not my favorite, but... But, I, you know, there, I've had some great horror experiences over the years. And Sid Haig is, is definitely in some of those. You know, he's in the Rob Zombie movies. and um, but, but Sid Haig, man, he goes back way further than that. In fact, my favorite movie he's in, even though he's got a small role in it, is Kill Bill. He's in Kill Bill Volume 2. And uh, he's just a, it's just a great little cameo. He's great in it. But he was all over the place and i went to his imdb today so i'm 35 i missed a lot of the older shows in the 70s and 80s especially early 80s and even 60s and i was just blown away by how much sid haig had been in you know i was looking he'd been in the old batman show with adam west and burt ward he was part of that show he's in uh, multiple mission impossible episodes tj hooker the a-team dukes, dukes of hazard even get smart in the 60s I remember watching that on um, Nick at Night with my parents. Gunsmoke, Charlie's Angels. I mean, you name it. It's like almost every big show of the um, late 60s through the early 80, early to mid 80s. He was a part of in, in, in some way. And that's just, that's incredible. You know, what kind of a run is that? If you're not a star, um, which he wasn't really a star, but he was a legend. He's a fan favorite. And that's in some ways even better 
because you're remembered more favorably. You don't have all the baggage of a star. And the truth was, he was all over the place. And you couldn't really, other than being like an A-list star that made all that money, you couldn't really ask for a better acting career. To die fabled, everything I've heard says he was the most amazing guy. We have Bammers writing in saying they met him. He was just awesome. And uh, so it's sad. It's sad when a legend passes away. And so Sid Haig, here's to you. Uh, a little tribute to you. We, uh, we really appreciate what all you did for us. We um, send out condolences to the family. And you're definitely a part of um, BAM in a way. When you run a whore box, every legend becomes a part of what we do. And without people like you, we couldn't have done what we were doing. So uh, thanks so much. And uh, so blessings to his friends and family. And uh, rest in peace, Sid Haig. Did you guys see the El Camino trailer? Dude! Alright, I am one of the biggest Breaking Bad fans on the planet. I love it. I think it's the best show ever. I really do. I am a huge Seinfeld fan. I've seen so many good TV shows. I mean, you name it, if it's been huge in the last 20 years, I've watched it, at least given it a shot. And it is... Dude, I... I have not seen anything that touches Breaking Bad. Sorry. On a critical side, Mad Men was close. Friday Night Lights is awesome. On a personal side, Seinfeld is my favorite. But, man, there's nothing like Breaking Bad. The way it just told a solid story beginning to end. They never hiccup. They never lost their way and had to refind it. They knew exactly how they wanted to end. They ended it perfect. We didn't have a lost situation where the ending sucked or Game of Thrones situation where it was hotly debated. No, Breaking Bad was just perfect, beginning to end. And it's, I, it's, I love it. And I love Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is awesome. In fact, I cannot wait to see what they do in the next season because seasons three and four just went to another level. Unbelievable shows. The guys running that show, um, just unbelievable, unbelievable uh, showrunners. I, I cannot get enough of the Breaking Bad universe. So when they announced they're doing El Camino, Netflix is doing El Camino, uh, the sequel to Breaking Bad as a movie. Dude, I about jumped out of my shorts. I cannot wait. And the second trailer just dropped uh, yesterday. And, oh man, did Jesse sitting in a car, listening to the radio, talking about what just happened. Like, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll just do spoiler alerts right now because you've had your chance. You've had time. I think it's been seven years since it ended seven or eight. uh, No, not six or seven years. You, you didn't watch it. Sorry. Sorry. So spoiler alert at the end, they escape because Walter basically gives up his life and saves Jesse and kills all the, all the Mexican guys, the uh, cartel guys. And, rough but awesome crazy and now jesse's on the run and it just left it at that it left it with jesse on the run well now he's in a car he's listening to it and they're after him and this is going to be just i cannot wait there's going to be two to three hours 
of Jesse on the Run and sign me up. Take get me the biggest IV possible with the the <laughs> biggest needle possible and just inject it into my veins. I am so in on this. And I want to know what you guys think. Are you guys Breaking Bad fans? I mean, who isn't? If you've watched it, who isn't, right? It's just one of the, the best stories. And Aaron Paul, man, I like Aaron Paul. I think he was great in Breaking Bad. I feel kind of bad for him that he hasn't found his place yet uh, anywhere else. But the truth is, sometimes when you're in an iconic role like that, you get typecast, which, which sucks. I think of George Costanza, which happened to Jason Alexander. Got totally typecast as George. <laughs> if you guys ever watch Kirby Enthusiasm, there's a great episode where Larry's talking to, to Jason Alexander about doing another show. <laughs> Jason Alexander's like, nobody will hire me to do anything but but be like a George. He's like, and I don't want to be a George. George was a jackass. <laughs> Larry's like, George was a jackass. He's just misunderstood. And what's so funny is that George was based off Larry David. So, <laughs> but they, they get typecast. And then they can't find roles for anything different. And I, I kind of think that might have happened to Aaron Paul. And who knows? Maybe he's a one-trick pony. We haven't really gotten a chance to see. He did that Need for Speed movie, which, meh, no, no thanks. But this, he's back to being Jesse. He's the guy. Netflix, I am so thankful you're out there making these kind of movies because you guys will take the risks no one else will take. You'll throw money at stuff no one else will throw money at. So Breaking Bad is coming soon. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right, next thing that happens last night was the Emmys, which, did anybody watch this? Crickets. Crickets. I don't know anybody who watches the Emmys. I don't watch the Emmys, and I'm a pop culture guy. Like, I'll, I kind of watch the Oscars, although it's gotten incredibly boring the last few years. But I slog through it because I care. But the Emmys are kind of like, even television people think they're kind of a joke, although those same television people are there at the Emmys gladly accepting their awards. So the big news last night is that, of course, Game of Thrones took away the award for best drama, which that's all well and good. I'm really wondering, though, which what uh, all you Game of Thrones fans think about that. I, you know, I like Game of Thrones. It's 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 fine. It's good. I did not think it was the epic, uh, epic show. Everybody thought the, the best show ever. Any of that. I uh, as fantasy goes, it was it was fine. It, it was pretty good. I, I wouldn't put it up there with Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, but it's fine. Uh, I even like Willow better. What's that say? But Game of Thrones, it was cool. I enjoyed it, you know, got through it. But season eight, I just, when a show gets you that involved for that long and then ends kind of meh, I don't know. I mean, what's that say? Is that, isn't that part of a sh- making a great show? Is ending ending well? I think mean, finishing well is kind of like, one of the most important things, I think. But anyway, so they won the award last night. They won Best Drama, and I think it's pretty controversial. Now, the one thing that's not controversial is Peter Dinklage winning, and that guy's just great. I love him. I was watching uh, X-Men Days of Future Past the other night, and he, he was he was awesome as um, as uh, uh, oh, man. Trask, Bolivar Trask, the guy who created the Sentinels. And uh, he's just great, man. He's great. And Elf, I love Peter Dinklage. Give me more Dinklage anytime. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy he won. But best show on TV last year? Drama? I don't know about that. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I personally, I'd either go with like uh, a Mr. Robot or even um, uh, Better Call Saul. Like those, I, 
I like those way better. So, but that's just me. So that happened last night. Uh, other news is, uh, this is kind of big news, actually. We're getting one, another streaming service, guys. What do you think? NBC is getting in. NBC is getting in on the game, uh, which means they they already saying they have 15,000 hours of footage to put on there, which is crazy. That's more than Disney Plus, if you can believe it. Now, I don't think it'll hold a candle to Disney Plus. But the fact is, there's a lot of people going to be signing up for this because they have The Office. They have friends. Yes, people. Uh, Netflix is losing those soon, in case you didn't know. So uh, they're getting all this. They're going to have cheers. Um, I mean, you name it. NBC was kind of the king uh, from like the through the 80s and uh, 90s of sitcoms and uh, lots of other shows. So, um, so yeah, just get ready for that. It's going to be huge. Uh, the Peacock, which I think is a pretty awful name, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, what you, what you going to do? Um, <laughs> so we got that going on, and, uh, and this stupid request keep popping up. Stop it. I, I can't turn my uh, little beeper off my computer here. So sorry for all that interference you guys are getting, that annoying little ding. But it is what it is. So we're getting the Peacock. Disney Plus is coming in November. I got a thing the other day that was like, um, if I sign up for two years of Disney Plus, I save 20 bucks. Fine. That ends up being less than a dollar a week or a dollar a month. Come on, Disney. You can do better. If I'm signing up for two years for something, give me half price or something. I, I'm signing up anyways. I have kids. If you have kids, can you not get Disney Plus? That's the real question right there. It's kind of unfair. They released their uh, lineup last week, and it's pretty much everything I loved as a kid. There's even old movies I've been trying to find. Like, I can't rent these movies because they're, they're barely anywhere to be found. And they're going to have them on there. Mo- movies I've been wanting to show my kids, like White Fang with uh, Ethan Hawke. That movie's awesome. Iron Will. Good movies, man. These are all going to be on Disney+. Plus, Along with uh, great shows, Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, Goof Troop. I love these shows, man. And then they go on top of that and they get the X-Men animated series as well with other Marvel animated series from the 90s. It is, it's going to be the creme de la crop of, of streaming services. How can you beat it? And the thing that sucks for my money, my wallet, not for me personally, because I'm glad to have all the options, but uh, I can't get rid of Netflix either because they keep putting out all this awesome stuff. They keep putting out El Caminos, you know, movies that are just worth watching or Mindhunter. I'm not giving up Mindhunter or Stranger Things. Are you kidding me? So I'm going to have to keep that. Um, I, I did hear the good news is that I also get Hulu. I heard that Disney is going to be bundling Disney Plus with Hulu for a pretty cheap price. So that's good. At least I'll be saving a little bit there. Man, but um, I think it's not going to be long before this is going to be costing us more than cable. Uh, but the streaming services, they're getting good. I personally don't think I'll be getting NBC, though. I really don't. I have all Seinfeld on DVD, and Seinfeld's going to be on Netflix for a couple years. So I got that. Shut up, computer. We're going to have that uh, going, which is awesome. And uh, so still have my Seinfeld. Don't need NBC for that. I'm, I, Friends is fine. I don't ever need to watch it again. The Office is fine. I, look, I'm going to say a very controversial opinion alert here. I just like The Office. I don't love it. I'm sorry, folks. I know that is like the go-to for everybody and their, their mother to watch over and over and over and over and over again. But not this guy. Sorry, it's just it's just not for me. Um, I I like it. I, I haven't even watched the whole thing though. It's just it's just hard to like. Man, it's just hard to get 
so into it because I, I don't know. I, I guess I missed the run on it. I like the English office. All right. But, um, it's fun. It's, but it's just not the best. And so sorry, that's me. And now I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail and blow me up on Facebook and Twitter. Paul hates the office. <laughs> it's not what I said, but that's what's going to happen. Cause troll culture, baby. Gotta love it. Right. So anyways, I won't be getting NBC, uh, the peacock. And maybe I'm just, maybe that's really why I'm not getting it. I just don't like the name, the peacock, but anyways, moving on last week, we got, um, a couple major movies opening on the 20th Friday. We got Rambo last blood, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. And we got Ad Astra, which, uh, yeah, let's talk about these movies. What are you thinking about? I do what I do because of my dad. He was a hero. He gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge. Control, you're getting that over. So I put it out on Facebook. Hit me up with some comments about these movies. Hit me up about uh, all the stuff I'm talking about, but definitely on these movies. And uh, I got to read you some of these comments, guys. So first of all, uh, Rafael Seguero says, Dear Lord, I watched Ad Astra yesterday. For me, it was terrible. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Except for the images are really good. The plot was really weak. That cracks me up because that is the exact opposite of what I've heard from everybody else. But Rafael... Thank you for sharing your opinion. You are hilarious. Uh, on the other hand, I got uh, Jasper McDonald saying Ad Astra was great in IMAX. And I got Josh Rose saying Ad Astra was beautiful. And that goes more in line with what I've heard. Guys, I'm going to come out right now and say I like Ad Astra. Dude, Brad Pitt, well done, sir. You have just been on a roll pretty much your entire career. You got some stinkers in there. But uh, I, I have this thing where I say, like, Tom Cruise – crazy real life person just uh i don't get it but uh man his movies are good and when cruz his name is headlining a movie i'm in i love mission impossible i i even like jack reacher man i i just cruise i'm in top gun i am so excited for top gun maverick you would not believe it but so cruise i'm in pit is the same way once upon a time of hollywood was awesome but I just celebrate the whole guy's career. I mean, Ocean's Eleven, one of my favorites. Fight Club, you name it. Legend of the Fall, I absolutely adore that movie. Uh, just go through the guy saying, we're going to have to do a Brad Pitt podcast at one point because he's getting to the point where uh, he's in the greats conversation. And I didn't know if he'd ever get there because the truth was, uh, as much as I like his movies, I didn't always think he was the best actor, but I feel like he's turned that corner. Uh, about the last five, 10 years when he's become leaned into more, being more of a character actor and really shown some range. So Brad Pitt at Astra, I recommend seeing it. It's too early to spoil it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say that there's twists and turns in that movie. It's space. Who doesn't love a good space movie? You're, uh, I would recommend it for most people. Although some people are going to have the Rafael <laughs> Seguero uh, idea of it, which it's awful, awful. It's a little slower, but you know what? I don't care about that as much. Um, so I dug it. Uh, go see Ad Astra. Solid three and a half out of four stars. I And that's high praise. I know. 
I know, and I might give a full review uh, later when I feel like I can spoil more. But for now, we'll just leave it at that. Because I want to talk about Rambo. Why do I want to talk about Rambo? Well, let's just, uh, let's just see what everybody else thought about it first. So I got, uh, I got um, Jasper McDonald again giving me his Rambo. Now he says Rambo was awful. Left at that. Three, three word review right there. Josh Rose, Rambo 5 was a pile of poop. <laughs> then we get Brandon Kolkowski says, watched Rambo last played yesterday with my wife and 10-year-old son. Brandon, first of all, I got to say, your son must be a baller if he can handle Rambo already. My son's 11, and I don't know if he's quite ready for it, but your son must be a baller. Uh, he never seen Rambo movie before. I filled him in on the basics before, and he loved it. Said, Dad, we need to go home and watch more Rambo. That is the right answer because as much as he loved five, I'm pretty sure he's going to find that the other ones are even better. Uh, it says extremely violent, so be warned. Some of the acting was a little blah. What? A Stallone movie with blah acting? Oh, who's surprised? I Maybe I'm surprised. Anybody? Anybody? No. No. Okay. And uh, the revenge scenes of Rambo's booby traps are ama- amazing. Rambo is good at those booby traps, man. So, uh, look... Here's here's the lowdown on Rambo. It's it's okay. It's not very good. I mean, it's Rambo. So if you went in there thinking like you're going to be watching Gone with the Wind and uh, except with more violence, I mean, you're probably you're probably going to love it if that's you. If you had those kind of expectations for Rambo, um, if if you thought like if you're blown away by First Blood because First Blood's a legitimately good movie, and you just thought he'd get back to that for his last go round you're probably going to be disappointed. This is Rambo being Rambo-y in, in the most Stallone action movie kind of way. Plot is pretty pretty weak. But, uh, it's cool, though. It's almost like the plot of Taken. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything because there are a couple of things that might surprise you all when you see it. But uh, basically, Rambo's uh, niece gets kidnapped into Mexico into sex trafficking, and uh, it's all about his... Uh, way to get back at those who kidnapped her. So um, it's got some similarities to Taken, some similarities to uh, Man on Fire with Denzel, both of which I think are much better movies. If you really like seeing Stallone, though, just cut up on people, you're, you'll like it. Go see it. But if you're looking for a legitimately good movie, I think you're going to want to skip Rambo. The trailer's dope, though. I'll give it that. But Stallone, man, I mean... Your turn as Rocky in the Creed movies was so surprisingly awesome. And uh, I just, I was kind of hoping for a little more. I thought maybe we'd get a little bit of Rambo at the end of his life, a little deeper, a little more uh, First Blood Rambo. Of, uh, but no, this is pretty much just a uh, quick plot, setup, and a lot of killing. So if that's your kind of thing, go check it out. I mean, you won't be disappointed if that's what you expect. But uh, as of right now, for both these movies... Um, Rambo has uh, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience. So see what I mean? When people know what to expect from Rambo, they're not disappointed. But on a critical side, if that's more your flavor, if you're more a critical person, it's got a 27%. So uh, storyline, plot, and uh, acting are your thing. You, you might as well just wait for a DVD on this one. Whereas on the other hand, Ad Astra, 83% from the critics on uh, tomato, Rotten Tomatoes and 45% from the audience. Blech. So, I mean, 
I guess you guys just can see where I'm at on things. I, I'm more of a critic, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Does that make me out of touch? Does that, does that make me just not a man of the people? I'm sorry, guys. If it is, uh, let me know. I want, I really, I legitimately want to know if I'm out of touch. It's based on these, uh, based, on, <laughs> based on these scores on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like I'm more of a coastal elite, which I didn't know. I mean, I'm a Texan. Well, I'm not a Texan. I'm a Californian. So maybe that's, uh, that's the answer right there. But I live in Texas, so I thought I'd be more peopleish, but guess not. Man, so you guys let me know. Let me know what you think about that movie. We're going to be talking about more movies as we go on, and we'll go deeper into some of these things, especially if I get responses from you guys, because that's what I want to be. I want to be engaged with you. I want to, if I'm not a man of the people already, I want to learn. So let's put it that way. You guys help teach me. All right, now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. I know this is what you guys wait for. This is what you guys cannot wait to get. This is what you download, maybe even skip ahead to, and you, you wait all week for this. But this is Paul's must-watch segment, or must-check-out, let me put it that way. Because it goes beyond watching. It could be a video game. It could be a music album. It could be whatever. It's what I am telling you guys you must not miss. Why? Because my opinion matters. <laughs> Or at least I think it does. And if it doesn't to you, that's fine. It doesn't have to. But to me, I am giving this to you. Consider it my gift to you because I think this stuff's awesome. So let's get started. This, uh, the first thing is, I know it's been out a little while, but uh, I've just been going through it. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you live a busy life. Sometimes you're so excited about something and then it actually comes out and you miss it. Not usually with movies. Movies, uh, it's hard to miss movies. But shows, man, there's so much stinking stuff on TV now. It's hard. Sometimes I miss something, especially when it's not a, a, a normal season. You know, it used to be that we could wait for, and we knew clockwork. Spring and fall, shows were going to release. And we would wait for them, and it was beautiful. But that doesn't happen anymore. So this one slipped by me, and I'm just now catching up on it. I knew it was out, but then by the time I found out it was out, I couldn't watch it, and I had to wait. So I've been going through it now, and that is Atlanta Season 2. Yo, man, I got to pick up some shoes for my job interview today. Hey, you seem like the preppy type. Well, what's a good brain? Uh, I don't know. Why do I seem preppy? I don't know, man. You just look like the type. Yeah, these is what I'm looking for. Man, these white people gonna love me. I'm gonna get hot on the spot. Mmm. Yes, yeah. So, um, what kind of job are you interviewing for? Some marketing job or some shit. They pay like 12 an hour. I'm trying to hit that lick, boy. Yo, you went to Princeton, right? Yeah. Man, how should I talk to these white folks? Um, I don't know. Probably don't call them white folks and talk confidently. All right. All right, cool, cool. Because you know I'm a talker. <laughs> so, um, those gift cards, they work in here. I don't know. I'm just going to take Wait, what? Hell yeah. They got a no chase policy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, hello, sir. Uh, can I be buying anything today? They got a no-chase policy. They can't stop me. Most of these stores got it. It's a liability thing. 
And even if they see me stealing, they can't chase me. Uh, sir, those shoes kind of get you a different size, or? See? He got to keep giving me great customer service. That's all he could do. Excuse me, sir. Atlanta is not a show many people have watched. It's it's buried on FX Network. It's got a weird release schedule. It's only 10, 11 episodes a season, half-hour episodes. Barely anybody watches this show as far as the general public goes. But I've got, I'm telling you right now, you have got to watch this show. Not with your kids. It's not a kid's show. This is a grown-up show. But it's it's Donald Glover. If you guys have seen Solo, he played Lando Carizian in Solo. He writes and uh, produces this show and stars in it. And it's about these poor black guys in Atlanta. And one of them, uh, this guy's cousin, gets a famous, or not famous, a hit rap song out. He's a rapper. And he becomes manager. But that it, that's the basic plot. And it's their little adventures. But it's just genius. This this show tries more new things. It, it, it jumps across genres. It is absolutely brilliant. I think it's the funniest thing on TV right now because the comedy in the show, when it hits, it is so, so good. And I've been going through season two, and I'm telling you right now, you got to check it out. got to check out Atlanta if you haven't seen this. <laughs> there is this, there's, uh, especially episodes five and six. Five, it's an episode about the barbershop, which is one of the funniest things I've seen on TV in years. And then the next episode, it's, uh, it's a little tribute to a musician well, we all know whether we loved him or not. He's gone now. But it's a little tribute slash uh, an episode of horror. It's a 40-minute it's a horror movie, basically. And it's absolutely fantastic. I'm working through it right now. I'm almost done with the season. But I am loving every second of it. It's some of the most fun I've had watching uh, television this year. And so I got I'm telling you, all of you right now, go check out Atlanta. It's on Hulu. You can get every episode. On Hulu, it's uncensored. There's no nudity or anything, but there's uh, there's quite a bit of cussing. So, like I said, don't let the kids watch it. Um, but uh, but it is it's hilarious, and so give it a shot. I can't recommend it highly enough. The next thing, I I'm very mixed about even bringing this up because I don't even like supporting this thing anymore because I'm kind of out on it. But then, just like Al Pacino and Godfather Three, it pulls me back in. That is Fortnite. And I look, I haven't, when Fortnite was out first of all, and it first became big, I probably put 150, 200 hours in it. My buddy and I played all the time. And then we, we were done. It was like, we've done everything we can do with Fortnite. It got to the point where it was not fun to play anymore. The, uh, the 12 year olds who can play 24 hours a week were just destroying us. And it just wasn't that fun anymore. But then they do these events. And I don't know if you guys tried out the Avengers Endgame event. That was dope. That was super fun. Now they're doing Batman. Guys, it, it's, it's well worth your time. If you've got any game system, it's free. Go check out Fortnite. And I'm sure, who am I talking to? I mean, Fortnite's the most played game in the world. You've all played it. If you've taken a break, like I have, go back and try the Batman. It is so fun. They are so clever with how they do these. I'm not even sure how long this event's going to last. But this past weekend was 80 years of Batman. It was Batman Day. It, it was great. So in celebration, they put together Batman, um, and it's just great. I don't even want to tell you guys about it. It's just, it's just great to try out. It's super fun. You'll lose hours playing it, just trying out all the new stuff. Um, one thing I really love about these events is that for a short period, it kind of levels the playing field again. So for the couple days, week it's out, 
I can get back on Fortnite and not get absolutely destroyed. So that's my must check out right now. Go play. It's good times. Uh, the best part is you can play a match in 10 minutes. It's, it's just, it's just great. So go check out Batman on Fortnite. If you hadn't heard about it already, go check that out. Finally, I do three of these every week. This is a small one. And it, even as I'm speaking right now, you can start typing it up on YouTube, but this skit just slayed me. It's so funny. I'm a big Jimmy Fallon fan. And this week he did a little skit with Brad Pitt called courtesy of the gentleman at the bar. It's only two minutes long. And so I can't really even say anything more because it would just spoil it, but they go back and forth. It is hilarious. It's so funny. You guys got to check it out because it, you, because you do, it's two minutes of your day, put a smile on your face. It's the kind of thing you can keep showing over and over again to friends. I've done that all weekend long. Everybody loved it. It's great. So there you go. My three things to check out Atlanta, Batman on Fortnite, and Brad Pan, Jimmy Fallon, courtesy of the gentleman at the bar. Well, that's about all I got this week, guys. Get to me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can. Just let us know. Let us know what you want me to cover. Uh, let me know if there's anything you want me to check out that maybe I haven't checked out so I can talk about it here because this is about the community. It's about our BAM community. It's our way of... Uh, you know, I get to I get to talk here, but I don't want to just talk about me. I want to involve you guys more. So as this keep, thing keeps going, it's it's just going to get better and better. Uh, we're going to start doing interviews real soon, and uh, but I want community interaction. So you guys, let me know what you think. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is homework. Here's your homework, guys. El Camino comes out in two three weeks, I think. And your homework is this: if you've not seen Breaking Bad, stop everything you're doing. Go watch it now. Put your video games on hold. Put your movie catching up on hold. Go stream it. Go binge that on Netflix so you can watch El Camino and maybe even Better Call Saul afterwards if you're, if you're up for it. But if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, go watch that right now. You will not regret it. And if you do, I'll give you a, uh, a bona fide no prize, just like Stan Lee used to hand out for, uh, for getting him on the <laughs> in the newsletter in the back of the Marvel Comics back in the day. So there you go. If you don't like it, uh, you will receive from me a bona fide no prize, and uh, but you're going to like it. So there's your homework, guys. Other than that, I'm out for this week, and uh, bless you guys. Have a great week. <laughs>